Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li I'm listening to the 49er Rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys for episode number 1002. Uh, pretty excited about that. But I'm pumped about today's show. Now, we're doing this. This is our flagship program. This is our longest episode we do a week, solo show. We're going to be here a minute. Scouting report, preview, predictions, know your enemy, couple of bets. Now, it's earlier in the week than we typically do it, but a lot of that's just because I got a 6 a.m. flight you know, out of Oakland <laughs> in the morning. And so trying to get everything, you kind of bump everything up, especially coming off the bye week. So it, when you are listening to this, understand this is before the Thursday practice report episode. So barring injury news and whatever else, I, I stand by most of what we have. I, I don't think there's a lot of question marks. We'll get into the injury report for both teams, but I don't think that there's really a lot of question marks outside of Trent Williams. And I fully expect Trent to play. Um, I just really, really do. And so and we'll, we'll dive into a little bit more of that, but this is, this is a big game. You're talking about the two number three seeds for each conference. The 49ers are third seed for the NFC currently, um, and the Jaguars are third seed for the AFC currently. So this is a big-time possible, not likely, Super Bowl-style matchup. I don't think the Jags are going to be able to make it there. They're just not as consistent. But they have won five games in a row. There's another team on the other side that did win five games in a row this season so you've got teams that can get on hot streaks there's no doubt about that and just pump for this show shout out to the man himself coach cruz the uh writer and producer of today's episode a lot of this back work is all him so thank you big papa what's up love all the hashtag ccs we got everybody in the house this is what's up uh you guys are just absolutely incredible i'm the luckiest man alive i swear this job is just freaking awesome um and right here melissa you, I, I think you were the one that asked earlier this week if I, you know, watched or listened to the Warner House with Drake Greenlaw. I did, and I thought it was awesome. You know, Drake Greenlaw is my favorite player on the 49ers currently. I have said that repeatedly. I love violence in the sport. I love the way in which he plays. I love that he was a fifth-round pick. Um, and, yeah, they didn't really get into a lot of football. They got into a lot more personal stuff, but it was awesome from talking about you know, grilling raccoons and squirrels to him earning the very last uh, scholarship at the University of Arkansas to what he wants to do in the future. And, you know, it, it was really, really cool. So thank you, Melissa, for uh, kind of pointing the focus there. I, I walked away loving Drake Greenlaw even more. It just he's such a cool dude. Uh, I'm just such a big fan of those two human beings. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of meeting and hanging out with uh, Fred Warner at the draft party that we threw. You were there too, Melissa. Uh, I believe, yeah, you were there. That was incredible. I got to get Dre Greenlaw out. Um, it's just, I, I got to figure it out. Got to figure it out. But yeah, that was such a cool thing. Now, I do want to say the poll question today, it's something I want to keep kind of going back to. I tried to make it 
this is an agenda post, okay? I'm just going to be very upfront. I gave two options, and I said, you know, which is more important for the 49ers? In my opinion, one is way more important than the other, but with the way in which the narrative for this team and the defense is gone, I wanted to skew it a little bit just to see what people thought. So here are the two options. Which one's more important for the 49ers? Brock Purdy having no interceptions in a game or the defensive line getting four-plus sacks? Well, the uh, it's two-thirds. So 66% currently, Brock, no interceptions. Defensive line getting four-plus sacks, 35%. Now, I, I want to remind everybody, the 49ers got three sacks last week and got blown out. Uh, turnovers are everything, and that's going to be a theme of today's show when we're talking about both teams because we're going to spend most of our time this show Diving into everything that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So let's do this. Let's get this started. We got 13 pages of notes to get to today, and I could not be happier. Um, you know, 49ers, they're five and three. One five in a row, lost three in a row. Whatever they do, they are consistent. <laughs> consistently good or consistently bad. Um, the bye week was incredible for the 49ers. Very excited. If no other reason, you know, Kyle Shannon will play some clips of his press conference um, here in a little bit, dude was just cracking jokes, laughing. We haven't seen that from Kyle in about a month. And so you could just tell in the demeanor of the coach just how rest changes things. It really, really does. And I think for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which they're coming off a bye week as well, it was kind of a poor timed, amazingly time for the 49ers. You were three-game skid, get away reset go into it jaguars exact opposite they won five in a row they didn't want to buy week they're playing red hot now you rest that we'll see how they respond that's going to be the interesting issue um and then on top of all that stuff oh yeah there's a chase young trade you go get a freaking chase young type player to come in and help this defense you know, I, I'm so excited. I, I'm so pumped uh, about what's to come there. Yeah, really excited. Now, they're 6-2. They have a better record. 13, uh, 13th in points scored. They're averaging 24.1 points a game. 49ers averaging 27.3. And defensively, they're tied for 6th. They're allowing 19.5 points per game. We are allowing 17.5 points per game so we're better by three points on offense we're better by two points on defense just if we're looking at points scored it's a lot more than that now you look at their schedule it's weird they haven't really beat anybody incredible they didn't win at buffalo uh they beat them 25 to 20 which bills are a damn good team but that's kind of the josh allen experiment is He's got to keep both teams in it, and he's either the best quarterback in the past decade or he's the worst quarterback this year. That was one of those where he was just god-awful. Um, they've won against the Colts, lost against the Chiefs, lost to the Texans. They got blown out by 20 points to the Texans. That was kind of the Texans' arrival party. Um, then they went on their five-game tier. Listen to the teams they beat. Beat the Falcons, beat the Bills, beat the Colts, beat the Saints, beat the Steelers. Any game you win in the NFL matters. And I, these are not great opponents outside of the Bills. Falcons, you know, not a powerhouse. Colts are the Colts. Saints, all right. Steelers, we played the Steelers as well. I mean, they're five and three. I mean, they're, you win what you got to play. The Niners haven't done that. So they're a good team. There's no doubt about that. They're going to be in the playoffs, they're going to win their division. Uh, it's just kind of what it is. But then you look at the 49ers, five and three. 
And we know five in a row, three losses. So Kyle Shanahan was kind of asked, like, okay, how do you handle this? Are you trying to get on a, you know, spree? Do you, like, what do you do? And I love this. This is, like, totally coach speak from Kyle, but it's a one-week season every single week. I think it's important every week, but um, especially when you've lost three in a row, you got to get back to the part of that's all that ever matters. I mean, it's always a one-week season, and it's not about um, going on a run or anything like that. It's about trying to beat a really good football team this week. And that that's the entire mindset. You, you know what I mean? Like, you've got to go out there and just find a freaking way to win. And thankfully, the way in which you win this game is you just be yourself. You do you, <laughs> which I've talked a lot about. You just got to go be you. you. You do not have to go out there and be crazy. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. No, no, no. Back to the basics. Chill. Figure things out. Get this set up. That's kind of the way... It's going to be it right here. Ed said, yeah, Shanahan smiling, knowing he's getting his guys back. Th that's huge. Samuel Womack's coming back. I expect him to be activated. Debo's going to be back. He's full participant. Trent, I expect to be back. Um, but that that's the one kind of question, questionable play. Now, if we look at the PFF rankings over these overall units, right? So the Jaguars out of 32 teams. Overall, they're 13th. They're above average team. This is PFF, just a snapshot. Offense, 21st. Their offense isn't great. It's really not. Now, they got a lot of elite talent. Their old line's good. Quarterback's good. Running back's good. Wide receiver's tight end, good. Like, it's good, but they have not put it together. That is not how they're winning games. They're 21st offensive ranked. Defense, they're 8th. Defense is incredible. Special teams, 14th. Above average. 49ers? Offense second, I'm sorry, overall second, offense fourth, defense second, special teams 30th. Just finished all the special teams breakdowns on the Bengals game. It was awful, man. We are a joke, uh, special teams. And it's been that way since Shanahan and John Lynch arrived. You fired the coach. Shanahan's like buddy from Texas. Didn't matter. You bring in Snyder, who's like a well-developed, well-respected special teams coach. It's not good. It's not good. It's, in fact, bad. Um, and so, you know, you come off a game last week where you lost the offensive side of the ball, you lost the defensive side of the ball, you lost the special teams side of the ball, and special teams just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, really, really bothers me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, now, let's get to know the Jaguars. They're, they're big man. Doug Peterson, Dougie Fresh. I like this guy a lot. Um, he, he's just got such a cool storied past. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. I'd probably put him top 10. If you want to put him higher, I have no problems with that. From Washington, Ferndale. Then he went to college Northeast Louisiana, was undrafted. Quite the storied NFL career. You know, he was with the Dolphins. Then he went to the New Jersey Knights. Then he went back to the Dolphins. Then the Panthers. Then he went to the Rain Fire. Then he went back to the Dolphins, was Dan Marino's backup. Then he goes to the Packers, Brett Favre's backup. Then Eagles, then Browns, then back to the Packers. Uh, I mean, he was kind of your quintessential career backup quarterback. Um, learned a lot with a lot of great players and a lot of great coaches. As a coach, started off at Calvary Baptist Academy in, in Louisiana. Then, you know, Coach Jeff Garcia at the Philadelphia Eagles then gets bumped up to Kansas City, coached Alex Smith while he was there as the OC. Then he becomes the Eagles head coach, wins a Super Bowl, and got fired 
Philly is the worst place in the world, by the way. You get you fire a Super Bowl winning head coach. And the reason why he got fired was another 49ers quarterback, Nate Sudfeld. If you remember, they were out of the playoffs. They benched Jalen Hurts the last game of the season, put in Nate Sudfeld, kind of tanked a little bit, and he said we deserved it, or he earned it as a player, whatever else. He got fired right after that. Um came in after probably the worst head coach in NFL history, Urban Meyer, um, as far as the NFL standpoint goes. Urban Meyer complete, just firebomb that entire team. He steps in 2022 last year, win the division. <laughs> what a playoff game. Uh, coaching matters. Coaching matters, and he's a damn good coach. Uh, very, very, very good coach. Now, and again, you look at Doug Peterson's coaching record, 57 Wins, 47 losses, one tie, postseason five and three. He's just a damn good coach. Their offensive coordinator is somebody that we kind of know, Press Taylor. This is Zach Taylor's brother, who we played just freaking last week. Um, You know, Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals. His brother, Press Taylor, much less known. Uh, little known fact as I was uh, digging into kind of his personnel and kind of his history. His father named him after Pistol Pete's dad. Press Maravich, who was, you know, obviously an amazing college basketball coach and NBA basketball coach, which I just thought was really cool. Press is a cool name. Um, from Norman, Oklahoma, which is where George Kittle played. I hate Norman. Uh, OU sucks. And he goes to Butler Community College, won back-to-back -back national junior college championships as a quarterback, then transferred to Marshall. Um, as a coach, he worked his way up. Tulsa, then he was Eagles quality control coach. Then he went with... You know, Dougie Fresh to the Colts, Jaguars. Like, I mean, he's just been with the same guys. Um, hell of a coach. Uh, no doubt about that. And just to make things even more interesting, the defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell, dude is a freaking baller. Um, his wife, Nikki Caldwell, is the head girls basketball coach at LSU. Uh, girls basketball coach, which is really, really cool. And he was drafted in the third round in 1993. I thought this was cool. By the Browns. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban. I, I mean, just the ties is so cool. This is story, dude, and he he's damn good at what he does. Played forever, Browns, Ravens, Cardinals, Eagles, Bears, Panthers, traveled around a lot. As a coach, he's been everywhere. Philly, uh, linebacker coach, Cardinals, Jets, Bucks, Jags. I mean, he's, he's a damn good coach. So from a coaching standpoint, very solid staff. Very solid staff. Now, if we look at the injuries, and this is the issue, Aaron uh, Banks is out, Valenciano's in, Debo's full practice, I ain't worried about him, Trent Williams, the only kind of question mark, didn't practice yesterday, he hasn't practiced Wednesday all year, um, I do I think he'll practice today, coin flip, do I think he'll practice tomorrow, yes, I do, um, so Friday he'll practice, do I think he'll play, yes, I'd say 75%, that's John Chapman's own, whatever, take it for what you will, Greenlaw full, that's huge. Um, Daryl Luter Jr. is full, but probably not going to be activated. Bill Jr. full, not going to be activated. Womack, Chance Womack full. I think that too gets activated for sure. Drake Jackson showed up on the injury report. Worst possible time for him. Limited with the knee. I won't be shocked if they put him on IR. Um, and Ray Ray McLeod did not practice. He's got an illness. Um, unspecified, un non-COVID. So that's where that is. And again, right here, Stovey says, did Trent practice yet? No. Um, he never practices at this time. Thursday usually does. Friday usually does. So um, yeah, he has not practiced yet. 
Now the Jags, they're not, they're coming off a bye, but they're kind of banged up too. Tyson Campbell, their best corner, limited with a hamstring. Another defensive back, Andre Cisco, their safety, limited with a hamstring. Zay Jones, their wide receiver, he was limited, not unspecified, so I don't know what that was about. They made a trade as well. We got Chase Young. They traded for the guard, Ezra Cleveland. Um, he's limited with a toe. Safety, Daniel Thomas, limited hamstring. Another corner, Gregory Jr., hamstring. And Yasir Abdullah, the rookie out of Louisville. Um, he's got an illness as well. So yeah, both teams coming out of bye week, pretty healthy, but not completely healthy. And when you're in the NFL season, week 10, you're never going to be healthy. That's just what it is. So it's going to continue. Now, these teams haven't played very often. Obviously, Jags, one of the newer teams in the NFL. Niners lead 4-2 in their all-time series. The last time they played was pretty much the same week in November 2021. 49ers won 30-10. Garoppolo had a great game. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Trevor Lawrence, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but three sacks. He did not play particularly well. Uh, Debo, this was the Debo year. Eight rushing tips, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and if you look at his receiving, uh, one catch 15, but he was like full-time running back at that time. Jeff Wilson, 19 carries 50 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just come a long ways. Ayuk seven catches, 85 yards, touchdown Kittle four catches, 34 yards, touchdown. It was one of those games. It really was. It they have completely overhauled their wide receiving core. Listen to their wide receivers back in 2021. LaVisca Chenault gone. Marvin Jones gone. Jamal Agnew still there. James Robinson, gone. Tavon Austin, gone. Laquan Treadwell, gone. John Brown, gone. Carlos Hyde, gone. So, complete over overhaul in just two short years. A lot of that's because you've had not one, but two head coaching changes in two short years. And so I think that that kind of matters whenever you look at kind of what's going on with this team. Now, I'm really excited before we jump into this, the, the defense and breaking down what the Jaguars are. If you have not been to one of our events, you got to come out. And if you're going to be anywhere near Jacksonville, this is what it's about, guys. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community. And we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together. Night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. I am so freaking excited about this. One, I mean, we've got the legend freaking Frank Gore coming out, which is gigantic, obviously. We have thrown some pretty epic parties already this year. Um, and I'm just so excited. So you get to meet the legend, Frank Gore. He's going to be out with us, partying with us, Saturday, November 11th, 2 to 6 p.m. at the Underbelly. Tickets are up now. Uh, ticket prices are going to be raised tomorrow. Actually, probably tonight because I'm flying out so early to, uh, tomorrow morning. So um, this is the cheapest tickets for autographs to get in. It's 20 bucks to get in a party and be involved. If you want an autograph, those are up now, but those will go up. Both of those will. Um, it's going to be epic. And then our tailgate. Holy cow. We are right next to the damn stadium. Unlimited premium drinks, premium liquor, all you could eat, all you could drink, trivia, competitions, you name it. We got it going on. I am so excited about this party that we're going to have two nights in a row. Um, we're going to be at the tailgate bar and grill in Jacksonville, right across the street from the stadium, right freaking across the street, a premium location. That's what we do. Now I do have to say this, and I, I want to start with an apology. The bye week came pretty hard for me. I was spent and the plan was to do every single home tailgate. I do have to announce we are not going to be doing a Buccaneers tailgate. For those of you that purchased tickets already, I've already reached out, refunded, and explained what's going on. I'm just struggling. Um, and three games in 12 days with the short turnaround to the Seattle trip, which we are hosting several events there. I just wanted to kind of take a step back. So I apologize for any inconvenience whatsoever there is. So there's not going to be a Jacksonville tailgate. I'm going to be with the UK faithful chapter, which they're bringing over like 40 from London. And that's a relationship I really want to spend some time with. So I'm going to be with them. I'll be at the game, but I couldn't do all of the things that I wanted to get done. And I really want to value that relationship because they're coming across the pond, which is so important. Um, so anyway, no, no tailgate for the Bucks game. I'll be there, but hopefully no issues there. Um, now, let's get to what matters. The best thing and the most scary about this Jacksonville team, Trevor Lawrence gets the attention. I get it. Overall, number one overall pick. Whatever. It's this damn defense. The Jaguars' defense and what Caldwell has done is nothing short of amazing. And when Kyle Shanahan was asked about him, man, Listen to these words. This is what he had to say about this defense. I think it's the best. I mean, them and Cleveland are definitely the best two defenses we played this year. I think they're playing at extremely high level. They're not giving up yards. They're one of the hardest teams in the league to run the ball against. I think they're number one in getting turnovers. Um, I think they're number three in giving up explosives. Um, so they're a bend but don't break defense because they're not giving up explosives. And it's really tough to run the ball against them. And they lead the league in turnovers. So they're... It's not a surprise they've won five in a row. I mean, you put the you you use Cleveland's name when you talk about defense, which we've already played. That should tell you something. This is the second best defense we will play all year. Notice we still have Philly on the schedule. Um, but I agree with them. And you watch the film, and it's just like, all right, these guys are for real. Now you go through the ranks, the ranks don't reflect quite 
what Shanahan just put out there, and coaches do this. You always pump up the opposing team. You don't want to give up bullets and board material, whatever else. But out of 32 teams, these are their ranks. Eighth in points, okay? So top 10 there. 23rd in yards. They do give up a lot of yards, despite what Kyle said, statistically. Most turnovers forced in the NFL. 18, and they've had their bye week. We forced 13, so they forced five more. They get a lot of turnovers. Now, you look at the teams they played, the quarterbacks, you know, Richardson, rookie. Um, they, they didn't force. Anyway, Richardson, rookie. C.J. Stroud, rookie. You know, Desmond Ritter, first year starting. And then you've got Josh Allen, who we've talked about. Then they play the Colts again. Then they play Derek Carr. Then they play... Not Trubisky, but um, Kenny Pickett with the Steelers. So it's not like they played elite-level quarterbacks. Now, wherever you want to put Brock Purdy in that conversation, that's cool. But back to the poll question that I asked to start at the start of the show, which is more important for the Niners? Brock, no interceptions. D-line getting four sacks. Right now, it's at 59% no interceptions. More and more people are voting for the sacks are more important. Me, personally, it's no interceptions. If I had to pick now, hopefully both happen. If both happen, this game's over. <laughs> uh, th this game is over. Um, it's not even close. So I like this, Ed. I appreciate this. You know, you got to jump on them early. Being at home, coming off a bye, they will be sluggish the first half. There we go. In your opinion, I, I like that opinion. I, I really do agree. Right here, Pern says, if your poll holds, the next interception that Brock throws, uh, our fan base will will want his head. No, nah, I, I, anybody that's doing that, you know, there's always wackos with every single fan base, right? Fans short for fanatics. You're going to get those guys, the overreactors. I mean, every single game, my DMs say fire Shanahan, fire Wilkes, fire, you know, put Sam Darnold in. I always get those every time. So, yeah, I get that. That's going to happen. But Brock's the guy, at least for this year, and he's played incredibly well. And so, like, I'm not concerned about that. Now, back to the Jags' defense. Seventh and first downs allowed. 20th and passing touchdowns. You can beat them through the air. They are a gambling defense. And they do give up passing touchdowns. But they also tied with us for most interceptions in, in, in the uh, per game. They have 11. We have 11. Third in rushing yards allowed. They're very good against the run. Ninth in rushing touchdowns allowed. Fourth in yards per rush, 3.6. That's awesome. Fifth and third downs. 13th and fourth downs. 10th and red zone. They're just freaking good. Josh Allen's the best player on their defense. Um, you know, he came out the same year. Bosa, 10th highest rated, you know, pass rusher. He's great. Darius Williams, undrafted free agent, career corner. Awesome. Ole Wukin. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Their linebackers decent. Cisco, their safety's decent. Like, it's good team. It's a good roster, but it's just sound scheme, great coaching, and everybody knows what's going on. Now, not everybody's good. Rayshon Jenkins, their other safety, not good. Trayvon Walker might be one of the worst first-round picks of all time out of Georgia. You know, Trent Baalke loves his height, weight, speed, long-arm specimen. He missed big time. Uh, he's not looking good. Dwayne Smoot struggled defensive time. And, you know, you look at their scheme, very zone heavy, just like ours. 78.3% of their coverage is zone. They don't do a lot of man. Cover three is their favorite. 49.8% they're in cover three. So it's, it's, it's exactly what the Niners do. It's so damn similar. Limit big explosive plays. Get turnovers. You look at 
you know, what they do, they have the fewest explosive plays allowed in the NFL. We're third. And depending on what you define as, I'll play a clip for you later on where Kyle say they're third in limiting. Depends on what you limit. I say 10, 10 yard, 10 plus yard run, 20 plus yard pass, but other people redefine and whatever else. But I mean, they're good. They've allowed 31 explosive plays. We've allowed 37. Now they blitz a lot, but not always. Last week or the week eight, the last time they played against Pittsburgh, they blitzed five times. New Orleans, 20 times. Colts, 24 times. Buffalo, 20 times. So which one are you going to get? I, I don't know because they jumped out pretty early on Pittsburgh. So part of me says the game kind of dictates if they're behind, they blitz. It's just kind of what they do. And so we'll kind of see what that looks like. But, man, I, I'll tell you this. Like the 49ers and the Jags defense – they're so damn close to each other. They are so close. And they're good. They're they're beyond good. They are a solid unit. This is why they are winning games. This is why they win games. So the Niners have to not allow them to do what they want to do. You don't turn the ball over and you run the ball well. The 49ers are going to have all the success in the world. I don't even give a damn about the defense this game. Isn't that weird? Um, but having said that, we got to do justice to the other side of the ball. But before we do, uh, really excited. If you haven't done this yet, you got to check out the49ersrush.com. I am so excited to announce our new platform launch, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. Number one way to support the show right there, the49ersrush.com. Now, let's flip it. Before we talk about us, let's talk about them on the offensive side. Um, and we're going to start with the man himself, Fred Warner. I want to say congr uh, thank you to David Lombardi. He put this up on his show. That's where we got this clip. I want to make sure he gets credit for what he does. He does a hell of a job. Such a, He's a good dude, too. So, uh, anyway, this is Fred Warner on the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Uh, the first thing that pops off the tape for with their offense is how talented they are all over the board, running back, receivers, big physical line. So we got a great, uh, great challenge for us this week. You know, wouldn't want it any other way. There we go. I yeah, love that. Now, again, out of 32 teams, these are their ranks. 10th in points scored, 14th in yards, 25th in turnovers. And this is probably the biggest difference between the 49ers and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, they are a high turnover defense, but they're also a very, very high turnover offense. Uh, the 49ers have turned the ball over nine times. They've turned the ball over 13 times, right? So you can see the difference there. They don't protect it. They don't protect it. 31st, fumbles lost. Third in interceptions. They don't throw a lot of inter uh, interceptions, but they turn it over. I'm, I'm kind of stuck. One of my bets of the week is usually I love betting the opposing quarterback to throw an interception. I'm not sure if I want to hit that one this week or not. Um, because Lawrence doesn't put the ball in jeopardy. He's not a risky quarterback. He really isn't. 12th in first downs, 14th passing yards, 20th in passing touchdowns, 8th in rush attempts, 
14th rush yards, 7th rush touchdowns, 24th yards per attempt. My favorite thing about watching their film is if their running game doesn't work, guess what? They're still going to run the ball. They're averaging 3.8 yards per, per run, which isn't good, but they don't care. They just keep running it. I really wish Shady Hit would do that. Really wish he would. 25th out of 32 teams on third downs. That's terrible. 27th out of 32 on fourth downs. 26th in the red zone. They don't sustain drives well. They just don't. Now, they have some elite players. Whenever I think about the Jags, I think about slot wide receivers. They're all slot wide receivers. Even their tight end. Even their freaking running back. They're all slot wide receivers. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at just Etienne, you know, Evan Ingram, their wideouts, Calvin Ridley. I mean, everybody that they got, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, they're all slot guys. And they just say they create space. We're going to get the ball in their hands, and we'll just let them do what they want to do. So it's it's a yards after catch concept, very similar to the Niners, just through a different way. They want cute shifty. Etienne, he can hit, no doubt about that, but it's just different. Um, Lawrence is great. Ezra Cleveland, they just traded for Ridley. He's been up and down. He's either been amazing or he's been non-existent. Um, so I, I don't I don't know which version of Calvin Ridley we're going to get. Um, I would put a bet on it. Somebody? No, no. Did that? No. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Now, weaknesses, their center is not played well. Luke Fortner, who I really like coming out of the draft, they got him, you know, day two guy, 32 out of 38 centers. We have not been great up the middle. Now, Eric Armstead's coming off his best game this year. Anton Harrison, the rookie first round right tackle, 56th rated right tackle. He's going to have his hands full. You got Chase Young, Nick Bosa. I mean, you got guys. You got guys to go there. And so that's one of the things that I'm curious to see how it's going to go. Now, I want to go back to Fred Warner here. He was asked, again, shout out to Lombardi for this clip. Uh, He was asked what he thought when the 49ers traded for Chase Young. Initial reaction when you got Chase. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seems to always get better and better around here. You know, um, we always seem to make, you know, big, big trades, you know, kind of at the, at the deadline around here. And so that's another big one for us. Uh, really excited to have him. Heck of a player. Got the right mindset. Um, I think that's what's even more important. So um, he's going to help us a lot. And that That's just so big. And so you look at just – how do you beat this team? One, their offense has not beat teams. Their defense has destroyed teams, and that's how they win games. They win with defense. Trevor Lawrence has been good, but he's not great. He has not. He's had seven passing touchdowns in seven games. That that's what he does. Like he throws one touchdown a game, limits his turnovers, allows the defense to win the game. They run the ball no matter what. It is what they do now. One of the best things they do, thank you, um, right here from Agorist Yuli, I think. Hopefully I pronounced that right. He says, John, exactly how do we stop the success from Lawrence's quick release slash passes? He's one of the fastest pass guys out there. Look at this. Kittle me this. John, the craziest stat that worries me that I saw Trevor's getting the ball out 2.44 seconds. That seems to be the recipe to beat us. I don't know. I think I understand that teams are throwing the ball quick. They have to because our D-line is really, really good. They're just not finishing. 
I don't think that we lose games based off of them throwing the ball quick. I think our defense is constantly where they want to be on third downs. The problem has been we give up these gigantic freaking plays on third and long when they finally do hold the ball and we don't get there. Look at, you know, Burrow into the first first drive. We've got him third and long. He holds the ball for four and a half seconds. Four and a half seconds. Eric Armstead wraps him up, misses. Bosa wraps him up, misses. Scrolls out, amazing coverage. Amazing coverage and just throws a freaking dime. Gets caught. You go back to the Vikings game. Very first drive. You know, you back him up third and long. What happens? Cousins holds the ball for like three and a half seconds, get no pressure, and then Fred Warner's out of place. Boom. Replace him with the ball. I'm not saying that those one plays are everything, but the problem with the Niners these past three weeks is we have played behind the eight ball, and that's the issue to me. So the quick passes, our scheme is designed to make teams throw the ball quick, underneath, rally, make the tackle. We haven't done well with making the tackles, but when teams do hold the ball, we're not getting there. That's my biggest concern. And I hate to say this, Trevor Lawrence is not my concern this game, not even a little bit. Trevor Lawrence could have his best game this season, and I would not be concerned. 49ers can still win that game. You just got to get the hell out of your own way. Like, he has not been playing lights out by any stretch. He does get the ball out quick, but get off the field on third downs. That's what you got to do. And then whenever you look at this, again, Jags offense on third downs, they're 25th. They're converting 35.5% of third downs. They can't do that and win this game. You just can't. And, like, Trevor Lawrence, here's, I'll go back to Kyle Shanahan here. Kyle Shanahan was asked, you know, you you played Trevor Lawrence a couple of years ago. We talked about that game. Has he changed much in the two years since the last time you played him? Here's Kyle. I mean, very similar. I mean, I think Trevor is one of the more talented quarterbacks in this league. He's a problem at any time. He's the height he has, the size he has in that pocket, he can make any throw, and what he can do with his legs on any type of play, whether it's a design run for him or just getting out of the pocket and doing off-schedule stuff, uh, he's he's always a problem. And, like, here's, you know, this was crazy to me. I pulled this up. I posted this on Twitter. This is the spider chart, um, which measures, you know, height, weight, whatever, all, all the testing at the combine and graphs it according to other quarterbacks. This is Trevor Lawrence's. 93rd percentile height, 80th percentile hand size, 84th percentile wingspan. I mean, he is tall, and he is just – he's a big dude. Now, he didn't do all of the workout stuff, but we look across at the 49ers quarterback. It's crazy to me how these two people play the same damn position in the same sport, and they both are having success. Brock Purdy, 8th percentile height. (laughs) One percentile wingspan. Dude is tiny, 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 tiny compared to 24th percentile hand size. You know what I mean? So, like, you, you've got this behemoth giant of a man in their quarterback, and you have this very small, very small, tiny, got quick burst. Look at that 10-yard split. You know, that's the only positive thing on his entire, you know, athletic profile. And, again, I understand that these – you know, Lawrence didn't do everything in the combine, but it don't matter. Like, how in the hell are these two people the same? You know, not that they're the same, but they play the same position. They're both is having success. It's one of the things that makes the NFL just really, really cool. Now, Trevor Lawrence, he's at his best first man. 
zone, he struggles with a little bit. So he has a positive EPA, um, just barely above average, 0.25 EPA per pass play against man coverage. Against zone, he's negative and below the league average. Whereas you look at you know, Purdy again, right? This kind of contrasting view of these two quarterbacks. Purdy is the best in the NFL against zone coverage. He's sixth in the NFL against man. What do both these defense do? If you listen to this episode, both these defenses run zone coverage. We don't run man. They don't run man. Does that mean the 49ers will win this game? No. But I'm telling you right now, like Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. He's very good. But you're playing into the 49ers strength if you're going to go out there and do zone all the time. Purdy's great against that. He can pick apart those zones. Trevor Lawrence can't. That's not his game. That's not his game. Hasn't been yet. Back to Trevor Lawrence. He's not great versus the Blitz. Now, I don't know if we're just going to abandon the Blitz like we did last week. Um, you know, we Blitz nine times. Everybody throws a fit. Then we Blitz five times. And people are still throwing it. We Blitz five times. This team we're playing Blitzes 20 damn times a game. Trevor Lawrence sucks against the Blitz. He's got a 74.5 passer rating out of 158, right? Like, not good. When he's pressured, 67.1. Both his lowest ratings. Whenever he's kept clean. And not blitz, Trevor Lawrence is over 100 passer rating, which Brock's above 100 in every category. But I'm just saying, like, I understand that people got upset with the blitzes. I do not mind blitzing here. Ideally, I don't want to blitz a lot. You know, I I would say, if somebody said, John, how many plays you want to blitz? You know, it's going to have a standard 56 plays defensively, right? I'd say, I want to blitz 11 times. I'd be cool with that. Now, five-man pressure, not all out, zero blitzes, Steve Wilkes. Calm your horses. <laughs> but uh, that's big. Uh, Greg, Jags like to use 13 personnel with three tight ends, right? So the first number in personnel settings is running backs. Second one's tight ends. They have done it on 10.7% of their offensive snaps, which is third highest in the league. I love it, Greg. And I hope they do that because that means Oren Burks is going to be out there. I'm fine with Oren Burks out there. Um, I don't think that the Jaguars want Oren Burks out there. So will they go away from this? No, but you want Isaiah Oliver out there if you're the Jags. And if you do that 13 personnel, you're not going to see 26. So, I mean, that's the vulnerability is passing against Isaiah Oliver. Now I will say this, probably nobody wants to hear this. Isaiah Oliver's pretty damn badass against the run. He's great against screens. He's great against reverses. He's great against jet sweeps. He's great against all those things. He just can't cover the slot fade to save his life. Gave up two touchdowns last week, obviously. Um, so yeah, if I was personneling and an offensive coordinator or play caller, I'm not going 13 personnel very often. I know that's like 10% of their plays. I'm knocking that down to probably 4%. Maybe a couple short yardages I'll do it. Maybe some play actions or whatever out of that. But I'm keeping Isaiah Oliver out there personally. Um, so yeah, we, we got to see what that is. We, we got to see what that looks like. Now, 16.1% of their pass plays, the Jaguars, are screen plays. That's pretty high. Niners have not been good against the screen uh, for a couple of reasons. One, we telegraph our blitzes, and teams check out into screens when we do that. Hopefully, we diagnose it a little bit better or disguise it a little better. Um, and, and so, and he's at his best throwing deep. He doesn't do it a lot. 10%, pretty standard for the NFL. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions with throwing the ball 20-plus air yards. We're a cover three, cover six, quarters team. When you do that, you put your corners on an island with no safety help over the top. Teams are going to throw deep on us. Um, we say, well, go ahead. We don't mind. 
because we're going to get there in pressure. And if you're going to keep throwing it deep, we'll turn it over eventually. It just hasn't really happened a lot. Um, right here, I don't I don't know about this one, Gregus. He said, Chase Young should help with screens. My biggest complaint after going back through all the film was Chase Young is not a hustler. Um, he's great, and he wins early. He's not a motor guy. It, it, him and Kerry Hyder, I think I said this with Wayne's show. Him and Kerry Hyder are two different people. Kerry Hyder wins with all-out effort, never wins early. Always wins second, third effort. Chase Young wins early, or he doesn't win. And he's talented, but, man, you're not going to see Chase Young chase down screens. Now, I hope that I am wrong. And I hope that being a part of this culture, being a part of this coaching staff, and being in this, that changes. Because 49ers D linemen hustle their rear ends off. Whether you love Javen, Javen Hargrave and has he lived up to whatever, he hasn't. But that dude's hustling his rear end off. Kevin Givens hustling his rear end off. Kinlaw, hus, or Kinlaw hustling. Armstead always hustling. Like, everybody is going all out. I really hope Chase can pick up that part of his game because I have not seen it yet. He's not a high motor guy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious now the link is there, get some tip passes. Okay, cool. I would like that. Kittle me. This says, you know, a healthy green law will make a big difference. It will. Ken law has not looked like Ken law. Hufunga has not looked like Hufunga. And that dude had missed tackles and just lowering his shoulder. And I've never seen that from him. Yeah. That, that's something that's got to change. Uh, right here. Greg is uh, responding to the chase young versus screens. He knows when to peel off and rush and stick to the tight end on screen. Yeah, uh, he's he's an experienced, savvy guy. But yeah, the motor, that that was my concern. So I, I concede your point, and well said, man. Well said. Now, some of my favorite matchups this game. You know, one of my favorite things I do, just like as a football fan, I want blue chip on blue chip. Best on best. Not necessarily what the Niners will exploit. Not necessarily what the Niners are going to, like, you know, win. Oh, this is where they win the game. No, that's not it. Best on best. When the 49ers on offense, the number one matchup I want to see, which is in question, Trent Williams got to play. I want Trent Williams versus Josh Allen. That's what I want to watch. That's two best players this game, right? If the best player on the Jacksonville Jaguars team is Josh Allen. He's their number one player offense. Defense don't care. The best player on the 49ers, probably CMC. But Trent Williams, I'm fine with that. I want to see that matchup. And then our wide receivers, Ayuk and Debo. Versus their corners, who are really good. Tyson Campbell, elite athlete. Darius Williams, freaking ultimate NFL tryhard. Undrafted free agent, earned everything in his career. He is awesome. He's playing some good ball. And then CMC and Kittle versus Devin Lloyd. Uh, Utah first-round running uh, linebacker. I really liked him. That's going to be fun. That, that is supreme athlete, supreme athlete, physical athletes all at each other. I'm really excited about that matchup. Defensively. You got to go defensive ends, man. We got the new toy, baby. Uh, Nick Bosa and Chase Young versus Cam Robinson and Anton Harrison. Hey, hey. Cam Robinson was a second-round pick, but he's been pretty good. Anton Harrison, first-round pick, Oklahoma. Um, he was good. They're running back, Travis Etienne versus Greenlaw and Warner. He's breaking a lot of tackles. Greenlaw and Warner have not been their usually tackling self. Can they respond? Can they respond? And then Evan Ingram versus our safeties, Gip and Huff. Uh, I I want Huff closer to the box, Ben. I hate how I don't like Huff back. I don't like it. Uh, again, you know, I like Steve Wilkes, and I, I hope he's fine. And I haven't even brought up the whole, like, moving from the box, like, not a big deal to me. It, 
I, I, you're doing it for optics reasons. You're trying to shake something up, and I don't have a problem with that. But like, it's not that big of a deal. My criticisms of Wilkes do not mirror the general public. I hate when Wilkes got hired. My favorite thing about that hiring was I thought it was best for Talano Hufunga. That hasn't proved to be the case. He's moved Gip down into the box. He kept Hufunga back more often than not, and I don't like that. I don't like the way Hufunga played last week either, and a lot of that's on Hufunga. He was put in position to make plays, and he was not making plays. Anyway, some interesting connections between these two teams and players. Drake Greenlaw and Monteric Brown played at Arkansas. Ray Ray McLeod, who's sick, but I think he'll play. Cleveland Farrell, Austin Bryant, um, Lawrence, and Etienne all overlapped at Clemson. They won a national championship together. Trevor Lawrence, right? Um, Georgia, a lot of guys. Charlie Warner, Tyson Campbell, Trayvon Walker. Um, they were together at Georgia. C.J. Beathard, Kittle, Brandon Scherf, all at Iowa. TDP and Caleb Von Chason, LSU. Chason's kind of flamed out a little bit. Uh, hasn't done very well. Bosa, Chase Young, Luke Farrell, Devon Harrison, all Ohio State, Braden Willis, Anton Harrison, Oklahoma, Jair Brown, Brenton Strange. You remember Brenton Strange? If you guys were around for all the offseason podcasts, he was like the number one, him and Payne Durham, the number one like mock drafted player to the 49ers at tight end. Um, anyway, they played together at Penn State. Armani Owarie and Kevin Givens were at Penn State, but a separate time. Those four didn't overlap, but those two and those two did. Um Hey, at least we got Cameron Law too, right? Um, man, I hope he turns around and does something eventually. Cam, uh, he's on IR. I can't play this year, but I'm saying eventually long-term. Jamal Agnew, Ross Dwelly, San Diego. Orrin Burks, Trey Herndon at Vandy. A couple smart guys there. So a lot of fun connections. I, I love doing that. I It might just interest me and maybe Coach Cruz, but uh, I freaking love talking about the overlap in players and coaches. I, I just think it's so fun. Now, it's early but we've got a couple bets that I want to talk about and I'm excited about. And if you haven't bet with us last week, we had a huge week. Uh, you know, we did a lot less betting last week, but we hit 100%, which was cool. And if you haven't bet yet, bet with us right here. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw quick. Carries a one time rollover. Can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money. Uh, money bag uh, you basically roll the dice and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the super bowl um lots of fun options there so bet anything anytime anywhere and i do mean anywhere wherever you are you can bet with my bookie just make sure you use the promo code 49 ers and let's go let's make some money together all right, uh, I do have a Thursday night uh, football teaser. We hit ours last week. We did struggle with these, uh, but I'm doing a three-team 10-point uh, teaser. So all three of these things have to happen to get paid, but you get 10 points on each spread. I'm taking the Panthers, which I don't like. Um, they're at plus 13.5 points versus the Bears tonight. I just don't believe in the Bears or the Panthers. Thursday night football, you know, Fields is out. It's just a bad, two bad teams. 
And so I'm taking the points. Uh, I think it's going to be low scoring, uh, 13 and a half points. Panthers, I'm getting the 49ers plus seven versus the Jags, which I do like that. And the Chargers plus 13 versus the Lions. Um, not that I think necessarily the Chargers will win. They're playing home. But the Chargers have played every single game close. Even the games they've lost has been close. Um, so yeah, those three, and I'm betting CMC to score the first touchdown, which the odds are getting lower and lower. We made a lot of money on that this year, which has been fun. But like bet three bucks to win eleven and a half dollars right now over on my bookie. Make sure you use promo code 49ers. Uh, that's where that is. So now I will load all of our bets of the week later. Uh, I'm going to probably wait till Friday night or Saturday morning to post those on the 49ersrush.com and on our Patreon channel. But I want to wait and see how a lot of things shake out with Trent Williams and some other things. So uh, just got to wait and be patient there with that. Uh, what is up, Juan Salas, the, the man? He says, T-shirt giveaway. Have a great day, faithful. Back to work. Hashtag CC. Let's do this. Uh, so here's my question. Um, I got to come up with an on-the-fly one. He's he's always making this um, a lot of fun. Okay, yeah, I, I know what I want to do. We're going to go right here. Uh, yep, right here. Who has, on the 49ers team, the most passes defensed, the most pass breakups? The first one that says it correctly in the chat. Uh, I'll get you guys a shirt. Get that sent out for you. So who has the most pass breakups or pass deflections? On the 49ers. Now, again, your chat might be in a different order than mine. The first correct name that comes up on mine will get the shirt. So I, my apologies if it says you're first. Um, and we'll go from there. And I think, yeah, th this is going to be a rough one. But uh, I, I think I know what I'm going to do here. And, yeah, I love these answers. I'm seeing a lot. And I, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. It might not be spelled correctly. But I'm pretty sure this is correct. That's Mr. Ed Nesbitt. Uh, that's Ward. I, the S is right next to the A. I know what you're doing. I've taught long enough. I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> the correct answer is Charvarius Ward. He has nine passes defense. Um, Fred Warner second with five. Demo third with three. Uh, Charvarius Ward's been awesome. He's been awesome. So that is the correct answer. I want to say congratulations to you. Reach out to me. I'll get that sent out there. Um, and right here, Daryl, he says, sorry if I missed it. Will you be in Jacksonville? 1,000%, my good friend. Not only me, but also this handsome fellow, Frank, uh, Fred, Fred, Fred. Yeah, I keep messing up the name. Sorry. Frank Gore. He's going to be with us Saturday at the Underbelly. And then we're going to be tailgating in Jacksonville right across the street at the tailgate bar and grill. We've got that whole space set aside for us. So, yeah, I will be there. And if you are coming out, man, I hope we get a say what's up and we get to break bread together or have a drink together and, you know, just uh, build that friendship close. That's what it's about with everybody. Everybody is always welcome. And remember, I don't think I said this earlier, everything we do is family friendly. You can get your kids in for free to any event that we will ever do and meet Frank freaking Gore for free. Come on, man. What, what you missing? Um, anyway, now it's time for predictions. What do you think is going to happen in this game. Now, as y'all put it, it could be score predictions, Ayuk five catches, so-and-so two sacks, whatever else. So my question to you guys is, what do you think happens with Chase Young? And as you start to put some of that stuff into the chat, 
Listen to Kyle Shanahan when he was asked how much Chase Young is going to be used. I think he's going to jump in right away. First time we saw him was Monday. We had a slight, small practice, and uh, we'll see him out there today, really, for a real practice. And hopefully he'll pick up the stuff throughout the week and uh, get to be out there a good bit on Sunday. That's huge. And, Rob, I love you, man. Look at this. Fred Gore is awesome. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. So, I really do think that this defense is so close to igniting on its own. They've played some really, really good football. Have they played some bad football? Yes. But a lot of the bad football has taken place after turnovers, after busted plays, after penalties, after those things. When the Niners are on script, they're great until third and long. But if they just make those third and long plays, the Niners' defense is right where it has always been. Where it always is. So I think they're so close to just being elite by themselves. Getting back, you know, a healthy green law, all those things. But then you add in Chase Young. It's just the kindling to start the fire. I I really think that they're going to be pretty damn good, um, this defense. And this offense does not scare me in the Jaguars. It really, really does not. Um, Rod said, yep, Chase Young, two sacks. I'd love that. Ed, 27-24 Niners. Chase gets five hurries. Okay, all right. What's up, Hugo? Glad you're here. Um, we walked on the moon, says game clinching pick six caused by pressure. Any pick six or interception we get because of pressure is always Eric Armstead. Um, almost every single time. Sonia, what's up? She says Chase is definitely going to put pressure on anyone next to him. Him and Bosa are going to bring the energy the team needs, and that's what we want. Um, again, Trevor Lawrence is good, but I'm sorry, they don't win because of him or the offense. They win because of the defense and all the freaking turnovers. In six out of eight games, the Jacksonville defense has forced multiple turnovers. And, like, I I don't expect the offense to be as bad as it has been, like it was against the Bengals, like it was against the Browns, like it was against the Vikings. 17 points to get. That's not who we are. Debo's back. That changes things. I expect Trent to be back. Now back to the... Jags run, they run the ball consistently and they don't give up on it, which I respect the hell out of it. But I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball very well. I I, I think the 49ers missed tackles gets corrected. Maybe these are rose color lenses, but you look at the roster, you look at the tape, the better team's the 49ers. And you can say the Jacksonville defense is on par with us, but their offense is not. It's not. You limit the screen game, this could get out of hand pretty damn quick. Now, the sad thing is the Jacksonville, the offense is built to come from behind. And so even if you get up multiple scores in this game, which I do expect, Jacksonville will fight back. Uh, You saw it last year in the playoffs, right, where they were down like 27 to nothing or something, 24 to nothing and came back and won. Like, they're not out of a game. So don't expect Kyle to like pull starters or whatever else. But I think the 49ers jump out early. I really, really do. Uh, Jackson make it interesting late. But the 49ers offense just got to stay two-dimensional. Like, that's the thing. My number one clip that I think I've ever played in this entire show, tell him, George Kittle. And us being a one-dimensional football team isn't very good. You can't abandon the damn running game. You can't do that. And if we just stay true, I don't give a damn, even if it is Elijah Mitchell back there getting one-yard carry like he's averaged for three straight games. I don't care. Run the damn ball. The Jacks have given up eight turnovers offensively in four games. You know what? So have the 49ers offensively. One of those is a trend. One of those I don't think is consistent. But what's crazy is 
The Jaguars won all four of those games. 49ers went one and three on those same games. Here's my two stamps of approval. If these two things happen, the 49ers win. And I want to put a little caveat in there, okay? If the 49ers run the ball 27 times and don't lose the turnover battle, if it's tied, they win. If the 49ers do lose the turnover battle by one, you got to have 33 rush attempts. You got to control the run. You got to control on offense. You can't make Brock Purdy be one-dimensional. That's not what he's built for. It's not what this offense is built for. Run the damn football. Run the ball. Ugh. It's so important, man. Uh, a couple other predictions. Gary Young, a sack and two tackles for loss. Oh, man, for Young. That would be awesome. Chris says 17-14. Jaguars pull the win. Niners offense drops another one. Man, we score 14 points. People still going to be talking about Steve Wilkes, but they shouldn't be. Melissa says Lenore picks six. Ooh, I would like that. Um, great one. I got 21-17 Jags. Sorry, offense has been weak. Debo's going to have to fix that. And you just got to stay running the damn ball. Ed, John, have a great time at the game. Hopefully no therapy sessions. We'll be going live afterwards. I'm bringing my Wi-Fi router with me into the game, which is whatever. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be going live after the game. Win or lose, therapy or celebration? Can the Niners write the track? Hmm. We'll see. I think the 49ers will be up 14 points in the fourth quarter. 14. But the final is going to be 27 to 23. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are really good, fighting, hard-nosed team, well-coached. But the 49ers are better. They just got to not turn the ball over, don't give up on the run. Back to the poll. Last time we'll talk about this. Which is more important for the 49ers? 58% said Brock, no interceptions. 42 said defensive line getting four sacks. I kind of set it up. I think both happen. I think both happen. Niners going to win this game. I am betting it. I think they cover the spread. It's going to be close. But I, I'm pretty big on this game. Not because of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but because of the 49ers. At some point, they got to be who they are. And I think that happens this week. They write the three-week skid. Move back up. You're in first place. The bye week did you well. You're getting players back. I'm excited. Ah, We'll be live after the show. Love you guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for all the support. And as always, stay strong and faithful.